You're listening to the Mountain Practice Journeys podcast, a comfy, cozy place for private practice introverts, highly sensitive therapists, and solopreneurs who help and heal. This is the place for practical, nature-based, magical support for your business and life. Welcome to the sixth bonus episode of the Moon Phase series. Today is all about the waning gibbous moon. And if you're listening in real time, the waning gibbous moon will arrive tomorrow on Wednesday, May 18th. If you're not listening in real time, you can still follow along by beginning this series on the day before the next new moon. In this waning gibbous moon episode, I'll be sharing the energy and the magic of this phase, as well as a list of seven practical and magical waning moon activities so that you can make the most of this waning moon energy. I'll start with a basic overview of the waning gibbous moon, which is about 17 to 18 days into the cycle. Here's a description of the waning gibbous moon so that you can picture it in your mind. The waning gibbous moon is beginning the transition from full to new. Therefore, the right side of the moon is beginning to darken, and you will see most of the moon illuminated, with the exception of a dark sliver on the right side. The waning gibbous moon is all about gratitude and acceptance. Take stock of the cycle thus far and assess, evaluate, and reflect on lessons learned. The waning gibbous moon is associated with the autumn season. I'm going to read a list of words and phrases that encompass the energy of the waning gibbous moon to help you feel into it a bit more. Gratitude. Review. Assessment. Evaluation. Releasing bad habits. Taking stock. Acceptance. Reward. Reflecting on lessons learned. Relaxing and enjoying the fruits of your labor. Make note that the same issues may arise over and over until you do the work to release and surrender. Let go of the things that stood in your way. Now I want to share a list of seven practical and magical waning moon activities that will allow you to make the most of this phase. So take note of what piques your interest and choose a few things that you may want to try out. These activities are for the waning moon phase in general, so you can do this work over the next two weeks throughout the waning gibbous moon, last quarter moon, and waning crescent moon phases. Number one, rest. That's it. Just rest. Without the guilt. Without the shame. Reclaim rest as your birthright. Number two, put yourself out there in a gentle way. The waning phase is a great time to share your message at a time when people are able to hear you. When the energy is ramping up during the waxing phase, it can be a little loud and crowded as people's energy ramps up. Now that things are quieting down, it may be easier for you to be seen and heard. Number three, detox in whatever way appeals to you. Now is a great time to begin a social media or technology detox. Maybe you take a hiatus from social media or begin doing screen-free evenings at home. You may just want to think about the things that are no longer serving you and detox from them. Just get creative and purge what is draining your energy. Number four, declutter your mental space. While you're on your technology detox, it can be a great time to declutter your mental space. There are many ways to go about this. One suggestion I have is to journal with the purpose of challenging your limiting beliefs. And if you want a more detailed and specific exercise for this, you can make a list of your limiting beliefs. Once you have your list, take one thought and focus on it. 
write it out, and then come up with three reasons why it isn't true. This is just one example of something that you can do with this directive, but there's lots more that you can do to declutter your mental space, so get creative. You can even clean out your inbox. This is the perfect time. Number five, declutter your physical space. If you're finding it hard to declutter your mental space, start with decluttering your physical space. These things are connected, you know. You'd be surprised by how you can energetically clear and cleanse a space by physically decluttering. This is a great time to clean out your office. Go through every drawer, shelf, cubby, and closet and remove everything. Only put back the things that support who you want to be. On a personal note, I recently cleaned out my home office. I went through every square inch and removed all the physical and energetic clutter. I had accumulated so many things that came about from my journey to becoming and my identity as a therapist. Since I am no longer a therapist, I didn't need the plethora of grad school books, materials related to couples therapy, and materials for couples workshops that I used to run. I even shredded my therapy license. I got rid of all the things that didn't support, feed, or energize who I am now and who I want to become. My office now feels so much lighter. I smile when I walk in now, and the energy is wonderful and supportive. I really can feel the difference. Give it a try and see how you feel. Number six, do shadow work. The waning moon phase is a great time to do shadow work. Profound healing exists within the realm of shadow. If you're not familiar with shadow work, I know what you may be thinking. It's not scary at all, I promise. If you're interested in exploring shadow work, I have two stellar recommendations of trusted colleagues that will lovingly support you through this profound journey. Adina Arden Cooper of Firebird Creative and Lydia Adams of Transformative Coaching. You can find Adina at firebirdcreative.me and Lydia at lydiaadamscoaching.com. I'll share the links in the show notes. Number seven, rest. Just in case the number one activity of rest didn't sink in, I'm putting it on the list again because I don't want you to underestimate its importance. If you happen to skip the rest activity in lieu of something more productive, this is likely an indication that you were socialized in America and you're probably suffering from internalized capitalism, which is the notion that your worth is directly tied to your productivity. So you probably need to be socialized out of this notion before you can actually rest and not feel guilty about resting. To begin this necessary reconditioning work so that you can get back to a healthy life, I suggest a bit of education in this area. I have three book suggestions that have totally different vibes so that you can experience a variety of different approaches to get more rest. The three books are Do Less by Kate Northrup. Patriarchy Stress Disorder by Valerie Rain, and The Little Book of Huga by Mike Viking. I'd also encourage you to Google things such as internalized capitalism and why the 40-hour work week isn't healthy to get you started on the path to understanding that rest doesn't have to be earned and that it is our birthright. I hope you enjoyed today's bonus episode about the waning gibbous moon and how to align with her energy to support you as you move through the cycle. We're in the midst of the waning phase where the energy continues to decrease. Tune in on Friday for the next episode of the series where we go into more detail about the next phase of the lunar cycle, the last quarter moon. Thanks for being here, and I love y'all to the moon and back.
I'm truly grateful that you choose to join me here for practical, nature-based, magical support for your business and life. For more inspiration and to see what I'm up to, join me over on Instagram at Mountain Practice Journeys. If you're enjoying yourself here, please head over to Apple Podcast and hit those five stars and I'll be over the moon. And if you'd like to work with me, join me in Forest Mind, my cozy small group mastermind for private practice introverts, highly sensitive therapists, and solopreneurs who help and heal. May the forest be with you.